Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bobcast with you as always is Bob, live in the natural proverbial lounge, staring at the Ouija board. It's Halloween time, it's fall time. I think today is October 11th, um, and I took off. I took a personal day. I actually woke up at 3.43 a.m. and had the notion at that time, yes, I should take off today. And I put in for being off at 3.45 a.m. My boss must have thought I was on an all-night rager but I don't really rage anymore. I, uh, I've kind of like cut that part out of my life and it feels great because yeah, it's easy to abuse alcohol. Like uh, in the summertime, I drink a lot, like when I'm at the pool, because one, I don't really like my body. So if I have a couple of drinks, I feel a little bit more comfortable in my body. So therefore I drink a lot and, uh, you know, then I get myself into trouble sometimes with the, you know, the spirits. That's why they call it spirits, by the way, because it's like a spirit enters your body, takes it, takes you over and you start to do shit that you would never do, you know? Um, I'm sure everybody who's listening to the show has a family member, loved one who turns into a complete jerk when they drink, you know? For me, I don't like it because I get like aggressive. I get like my testosterone boost up. I start to peacock. I'm an idiot, you know? But, you know, things are just different for me, you know? Like, I used to talk about how, um, I remember, like, probably, like, a year ago, I was talking about my church and, like, how, like, they all have this, like, vibe that I was, like, jealous of, you know? And then my wife said to me, like, two nights ago, she was like, do you remember when we were talking about that? How we were, like, jealous of, you know, their positive radiant energy, and then she like looks at me, she's like, I feel like we, we are like that now. And like, you know what? She's right. You know, like we're feeling good about life, feeling good about vibes, feeling good about being in a church community. This is stuff that I never would have done before the pandemic because, yeah, I was living in sin. I was living like a, you know, just straight jabroni. So I still sin. Hell yeah, dude. Sorry, Jesus, God. But you know what I mean? Like I'm a, I'm in the church band, right? So like being in the church band has transformed me, restored me. I don't even know how to describe it. But I mean, like I, I played with Downtown Harvest for those who don't know for a better part of a decade. Played in Ditto Demi, played in Judah Kim and the Assassination, played in Pocket Dial, played in Ditto Demi. I was in lots of bands. All of them I was very proud of. But all of them, when I would get done, I wouldn't feel really, I don't know how to describe this, but I mean, if you're a musician, especially Judah Kim, he understands this completely because him and I used to talk about this quite a bit. Like afterwards, like you would feel, we would call it the sad clown because like afterwards, you know, you had put it all out there for everybody to hear, to see, you know, and then afterwards you're just alone with your sweat. You're alone with your thoughts and it's difficult. It's difficult for a musician. It's difficult for an artist in the hours after a gig because it's like you spent all these weeks leading up to the advertisement of it, the ticket sales of it, the social media aspect, all that stuff. And then it's all over in the like seemingly like the blink of an eye, unless you get it recorded and you could live it over and over again. And now with social media, you know, that's the thing. But uh, for me, I, I stopped watching myself years ago. Like uh, if I have a good show and it, I feel like it was a good show, 
I don't want to go back and watch it and then pick part, pick apart myself and be like, oh, I did this wrong. I had a G note instead of a D note. And that's something I still do to this day. Like my church streams every week and I never watch myself, you know? Um, and that's not, it's just, it's just, it's, it's like better to live in the memory than like the actual, like, you know, replication of it. But regardless, like being in a band and like, you know, you have all those feelings afterwards. It was sad, especially it's like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, you know? You can't hear because the tinnitus is ringing in your ear. You're probably drunk because you had to drink to pass the boredom of being there since 3 p.m. Like places would like make you sound check at 2 p.m. And then you go on at 11 p.m. Like, come on, dude. Like that is the hardest job out there is to do nothing. Sit idly for hours. And, you know, you know what happens when you sit idle? You start to drink, do other things, you know. I don't do that no more. And dude, I put the bass guitar down four years ago, I think, just because I had gotten so tired of the sad clown syndrome. And I had got so tired of selling myself after I had a spiritual awakening, after I had an ego death. I was just like, you know what, dude, like, what, what am I doing? You know, like, you look back at like, I rejoined Facebook a while ago. And you know, I'm looking back at my memories. And it's like, dude, I'm a different person back then. You know, I'm, I'm totally self promoting myself, you know, and self promotion is one of the <sighs> It's just a low vibe frequency. You, you, it, people who are doing it and they're self-promoting themselves, they think that they're like on top of their game. They think, you know, I'm the man, I'm the woman, I'm the they, whatever. And uh, I just found that like, you know what, if I start doing stuff for other people, better things start happening to me and my family if I keep a conscientious eye on humanity, right? So, you know, playing in the church band, I've done it maybe four or five times now, but just this last one, right? The set, the song that we, songs we did, these four songs, I loved each and every one of the songs. And it's sometimes like, you know, when I play a set on a Sunday, there's a song or two, maybe that don't jive with me, but this past weekend, all the music, it was spot on and it just raised my spirit up so high. And like, it's Wednesday now and I'm still talking about it to you guys you know i've just been thinking about it for the last couple of days but it's like you know i think that probably a couple of podcasts ago i was telling everybody how about you know like a little faith is all you need to just be inquisitive and then the the door is just left open for you you know and like i was struggling because i had i felt like i had a very healthy relationship with the creator i felt like i had a very healthy relationship with god yahweh etc but i was still like trying to figure out this jesus guy so like I don't know when the last time my podcast was, but I read a book that my pastor gave me. I read a bunch of stuff online. And like, there's there's a couple points that like stand out to me, right? So say, for instance, you're somebody who's on the fence about all this stuff, right? I, I get it, dude. You know what I mean? You got to believe in like the greatest miracle ever coming back from the dead because that's like, you know, doing the impossible. Nobody can do that except for him. And then he'll give us that gift later. But we'll get to that later. You know what I'm saying? Here we go. Check this out, though. I've been in bands before, okay? I've been in bands with leaders. I've been the leader in a band. I've been in um, groups. I've been in... I, I mean, I've worked in like a school where like the teachers have a faculty, you know? I've been in these groups, right? And one thing I can tell you about a group is a group is never going to do anything unless they fully believe in it, right? So like this book, I mean, like this guy, I can't remember the name of the author because I suck, but hey... It's, it's called the, the Jesus I Never Knew. And, like, they talk about, like, how, you know, he's he arrives into town. Everyone's like, oh, here he is, the Messiah. Let's welcome him with some palms. And then, boom, a week later, he's betrayed by Judah. Judas, excuse me. Sorry, Judah. Um, and then, like, you know, I mean, like, basically then, like, after he gets 
you know, condemned by the, the Pharisee and then taken to Herod and taken to Pilate. Like every single one of those apostles, besides Judas, who was dead at that time by taking his own life, dude, they were on the run, dude. They were scared to death. I mean, one of them denies JC three times, you know? Apparently, it is true that, like, on the third time, J Jesus, like, locks eyes with him. He's like, see, I told you so. I also wonder, like, what's that all about? Because just beforehand, at dinner, they were talking about, like, I'll follow you wherever you want to go. And Peter's, like, basically, like, you know, I'll, I'll follow you into the, you know, the fiery pits. And then he's told, nah, dude, before morning and the cock grows, you'll deny me three times. I think about that all the time because it's so quick how we deny ourselves in life. You know what I mean? Like, even, like, people I work with, like, I have, like, bad thoughts about them sometimes. But then, like, at the end of the day, I try to even just pray for them. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, that's what the teachings are all about. But let me get back to this main point, okay? So check it out, right? These apostles, they're scared to death. They're running, right? They find out Jesus is getting tortured. They find out Jesus is going to be crucified, right? They don't want to be crucified. I mean, like, can you imagine, like, I mean, I think I read in the book that, I think it was Nero. I, once everyone who had died, who had been witness to a crucifixion, they had stopped doing it because they realized that it was so just extreme and just so, just, you know, inhumane and just, you know, the terror of it. So like, you know, if you're one of those apostles, man, you're running, dude, you're scared to death, right? Dude, you're so scared that you can't even be there when your your master for the last three years that you walked around in bare feet, went fishing with, did a whole watch him do a whole bunch of miracles. You can't even be there at the hour of his death, right? You can't even be there when they bury him. Some dudes like I got this, I got this. I'm gonna pay, bury him here. I forget the dude's name. I would like to know more about the guy. It's like, yeah, I'll pay for the rock. I'll pay for the the grave. And then, um, like you know, they they can't be there, right? They can't be there to say goodbye. They can't go to the funeral. They can't, you know, lay down their respects. They can't even pray over his dead body because they're scared to death, right? But then three days later, first off, too, I mean, like we live in such a misogynistic world. We live in such a uh, dick-controlled environment. How cool is it that Jesus is like, nah, nah, I'll appear to females first. You know, and or actually, I think he appears to the Roman guards first because they're like, oh, my God, what's happening here? They later change the story and say the apostles came in the middle of the night to steal the body. But, dude, why would they come in the middle of the night to steal the body when they're scared to death that they'll get caught and they'll get crucified? And I never thought about this, dude. But I mean, like, look, I remember growing up once when like a whole bunch of neighborhood kids had gotten in trouble for going on like a terrorist breed night, throwing fiberglass through windows, throwing... um you know, chairs through windows, spray painting cars. It was insane. They came to my house that night, but I was like, I'm not going, you know? But once they had gotten like, you know, I guess not arrested, but taken into custody by, you know, the police, you know, when you're young, everybody ratted each other out. Everybody was like, he did it. He did it. He did it. He was, the, he was the linchpin. He was the king. He was this, that he was, you know, the leader. So like none of that happens, right? So then like they, they start to like get whispers of the fact that like, yeah, he's not in the tomb no more. He's resurrected. And what do the apostles do? They don't like start going out being like, yeah, dude, hail Jesus. He's back. They were like, dude, we don't believe it. Totally don't believe it. And then like I've been reading over and over again, this ascension part, right? This 40 day part where he's like whifting throughout like reality, like a, like almost like a ghost, but in the physical form because he, 
appears to them eventually and he proves himself by eating a piece of fish and saying something to like, you know, the effect like, hey, yeah, I, a ghost wouldn't be able to eat a, you know, nice filet of salmon. I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> I guess it went back in. Do you ever have a sneeze do that? Go back in? Wild thoughts, you know, wild. What's happening to that sneeze? Does that sneeze go travel somewhere else? Somebody else sneezing right now? I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they still don't believe, you know? Then he appears, he eats the fish. Doubting Thomas is like, let me see these scars. And then after that, like, you know, he, he peace, Jesus pieces out. He gets taken up, the ascension into heaven. And then they're like, dude, when you, are you coming back? What are you doing? But they were convinced at that point, man, that they were going to go back out into the world and they were going to spread his word. And, you know, I never really thought of it that way. It's like, they, they I mean, like, I don't even know this, but like, I mean, did the, did the apostles know that he was fulfilling the prophecies of the Old Testament and he was to be crucified? Lamb led to slaughter. I don't know. Did they know? I don't know if they did or not, but I know they were scared because they all went running, dude. And when you're scared, it's hard to like turn that emotion back. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I'm not scared of this. I'm in love with this snake right now. You know what I mean? Like, and that, that to me just like really says a lot, but then like, I think that where I got caught up in religion's game is where, you know, like once the apostles go out there and they start spreading stuff to people, that's the thing about like, religion shouldn't be taken into the account of one's, I, I, I believe that when someone's told about the religion, they start to apply themselves to it as, as if their ego or their, their version, like they believe themselves to be attached to it because they see themselves as holy or like a God. And that's where some of the stuff got messed up because then I went through the rabbit hole of like what Roman Catholics believe. And like, they were the ones who were like, yo, we don't want the, uh, kids or excuse me, the, the men having sex with the women. They need to be celibate. They also were the ones who like propped up like the blessed Virgin Mary. Some religions don't acknowledge this. So, I mean, like, that's my point. It's just like, you know, people get caught up in religion's game. But, like, the true message of Jesus, too, like, dude, I had a hard, such a hard time believing it for so long. But the thing that, like, I, like, really, like, strikes me down is, like, okay, there's all these accounts of him, some written years later. And I used to say to people, like, dude, he never wrote anything down. You know what I mean? Like, he never wrote a book. He never did anything like that. And now that I'm older, I realize that, you know, he never really wrote anything down because, you know, sometimes we take ourselves very seriously, right? To the point where I'm an author, I'm a screenplay writer, I'm a podcaster. I'm going to document my reality. He was above all that, dude. He was like, nah, I'm good on, uh, you know, uh, making a book and signing copies here. And like the thing that's interesting about the book is, is like it talks about how he like kind of put himself into others. And like, you know, like he was more interested in like building other people up. And like that's something in the world that we just don't do at all. I mean, like I try to, and I know there's probably lots of people who listen to my show who understand that, you know, empathy and like being a kind, compassionate person will, will get you so far in life because you're creating a good vibration. And when there's a good vibration, like Bobby vibration, you know what I mean? Like it's infectious, it spreads. And then once the good vibes are out there, you know, maybe there will be no, like, I mean, like, I can't say there'll be no more war because look, look what's happening right now with Israel and Palestine. That's another thing I researched because I was a stupid American a couple of weeks ago, or 
I guess last two weekends ago, I forget when Hamas had invaded that festival on paragliders, which is terrifying, dude. Like I've seen video of like them coming in on the paragliders, but to understand the Israel-Palestine conflict, you got to understand about like the territories and you got to understand where Gaza is. And like, look, my stance on this is like, look, war sucks. Violence sucks. Clearly, Jesus didn't. I mean, everybody wanted Jesus to be the the, the dude who takes down Rome, right? He wants to sh- give him the sword, let him ride in, let him take everybody down. Boom. We get our land back, right? He didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? Which I think is pretty cool. Like, and like his message about like, you know, everyone before was like an eye for an eye. You know what I mean? I'm going to, you kill my son, I'm going to kill you. You know what I mean? Like I kill your son, I'll kill you, you know, mine. We're, I don't want to talk like that. It's even bad thoughts to say out loud, but you know what I'm saying? Like he was the first one to be like, no dude, love your enemy. And you know, I've tried to practice that several times in life. I have some enemies right now and I'm in the conscious process of forgiving them and praying for them. Because they're not enemies, dude. They're humans. And like, he got that, right? And the same thing's happening right now. Humans are killing humans. Some people on social media I see are taking one side and the other. The true true essence is, yes, Hamas, they came in. They killed a whole bunch of innocent people. Israel retaliates and they start bombing people in the Gaza Strip, which is a Palestinian territory. And these are people who are not in Hamas. These are people who are not um, saying you know, terrible things about like each other. But I saw lots of video on line because I was doing some research about like this and like, dude, babies dying, babies being beheaded in these villages. It's just violence on both sides. And they've been fighting for a long time. Um, the Israel-Palestinian conflict, I believe, begins in 1948 probably way before that with like, you know, the religious implications. But dude, I mean, like when I saw the news, <laughs> I couldn't help but think like, is this the beginning of the end? Is he going to ride in on the clouds of heaven soon? Because I've always felt, and I've always, I've said this since day one of podcasting almost 10 years ago, I always felt like our generation, us, we were meant for something, you know? And it wasn't 9-11, it wasn't COVID, could be this could be the end of the world, right? And then if it is the end of the world and he does come back, he's going to separate us from the people who do good in this world. There's this part in the Bible I like a lot where it's like he says, um, like God hides in strangers, you know? Like if you do something for somebody else, I think I might have talked a while ago about this one time I was coming out of the doctor's office and this woman couldn't get, this old man couldn't get this woman into her, car you know she was in a wheelchair she's very heavy and uh i lifted her up and i lost my mood ring in her car which i thought was very symbolic and beautiful and i think to myself you know did i set out to do that no the impulse was as soon as i walked out to help and i think that's what the bible is trying to say i think that the more you help your fellow man the more you help your fellow they or woman Anything you do for somebody else, especially if you lay your life down the line for somebody else, these are the things that like will get you into the right column. You know what I mean? Like people who live their lives, you know, attached to their egos, attached to violence, attached towards the radical implications that one species is, you know, far more superior than the other. You're, you ain't going to be in the, like the, you know, the happy place, dude. It just ain't going to happen. Even too, like if you think about like conscientious, like, you know, even like in the world of psychedelics, like your mind can be a prison. You know what I mean? Your mind can play awful tricks on you. You know, here we are at Bill's Mills. It's going to get a little loud. 
shout out to everybody who enjoys this portion of the podcast. I hear this from a lot of people that they think it's funny. It's low traffic here today. <clears throat> it's got to be like 1230. I'm going to make this a long podcast because it's a beautiful day right now. You know what I mean? And like, I haven't been here in a while. And it's fall time, baby. Listen to this crunch. Oh, it's a motorcycle, right? Uh, I love when people like almost like hit me because they see me with the tiny microphone to my mouth. Passing over uh, some trash here. I pick it up, but I was like a little scared of it. It's a Magnum condom and a Big Mac wrapper or box, excuse me. I don't even know what you call Oh, this lady was real close right there. You know, some people, it's like a jack, like they, they, they're like, oh my God, I may hit this guy, but I'll go over the yellow line. There's no cars coming, but I may go over the yellow line. Don't understand, like, you know, what's more important, the yellow line or my soul? But that, that conflict, all that life lost, all that just pure terror going on in the world. I mean, we need something, man. The aliens are showing up. You know what I mean? Like we got the Ukraine-Russia war. We got the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. We got a guy in office who's 80 years old who, yeah, you know, he don't know what he's doing. Clearly, he's not the one in charge. Some people online also think it's not even him. He's wearing a mask. Dude, <laughs> I love the mask conspiracy stuff. They complain that, they, you know, they, my thing is like, why is he wearing, this person wearing a mask still acting like a buffoon? You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't he be in the mask leading the country? But that's not the case. No, not at all. So, yeah, are my, are my thoughts, like, my hopes are high. That we uh, potentially could be the last of the last. I mean, I don't want it to be that case, but my heart's ready. You know, I got a son. I want him to grow up and have kids. I want to see that, you know. But you got to ask yourself, where do you stand on this? You know what I mean? Do you think that you're just going to go through life clicking on things on your phone and not paying attention to the world's hurt, the world's sin against one another? You know, I mean, that's just like, it's it's hard for me to think about. Like, you know, like I saw this like thing on Reddit, this this man holding his, holding his dead baby and rubble you know and just not being able to process what's happening not being able to process the atrocity the things that we do to one another for what like what are we doing it for you know i'd seen uh footage of like you know palestinians saying death to the jews burn the jews i'd seen videos of jewish people saying muhammad is dead death to the arabs I mean, it's the same thing going on here in America. I mean, we have white versus black. We have white nationalists versus Americans. I, it's, I'm just, aren't you tired of it? I'm tired of it, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I think that we've all lived in a constant state of, I mean, like, we're not like, yeah, I'm at Valley Green. I can go to get fast food after this. I can, I'm not living in a war zone. I'm not, you know. But we've always had conflict in our life. There's always been something on the horizon where something is going to threaten another human being's love for one another, threaten humanity. And, you know, it'd be pretty sweet if JC just showed up, dude. It was just like, nah, 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 nah. We're done with this. You know, I'm done with this. I'm back. And, uh, you know, you, 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 you had scorned the land long enough. 
everyone keeps saying Mother Nature is coming back to stop the world. But, you know, it'd be cool to experience the rapture, you know, because I, I also used to think like I had these like I, I, I used to think that like people thought of everlasting life as like almost like a part of the ego in a way being like nothing can stop me, man. I'm living forever. There'll be gold in my hallways in heaven. There'll be this, there'll be that, you know what I mean? And like, I never really thought of it from the point of view that like, like what is consciousness, right? Like I've experienced several moments of higher level thinking, we should say. And one of the things that is constant throughout all of that is like separation between mind and body, right? Do you think your body is as strong as your mind? I mean, I guess physically, you, yeah, one weighs a lot more than the other, but no, we don't even know what's going on up there in the brain, right? We don't even know what's happening. And I often, sometimes I think about like, I used to think about like, you know, like what was JC talking about when he was like, I'm going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. He wasn't talking about no church down St. Cosmos and Damien Kunchahak, and he was talking about himself, his body. And that's the thing is like, we all have a temple, right? We can't raise it back up, but he can, right? And like, I used to just be like upset about that. Like be like, ah, dude, I don't want to live forever like that, you know, but like having your consciousness live in a world of love and like forgiveness and just, you know, pure, pure happiness. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't live in that world right now. We live in a, a state where, you know, the sensationalized news makes money off of talking about people dying around the world. You really want to be here? You know, I I don't know. I mean, like, it's hard to talk about because I don't want to impose myself on anybody else. I don't want to uh, impose upon you. If you're a listener of this who has other faith, dude, I'm all for you. Okay, it's great. And I'm also not going to be somebody who solicits somebody to participate in my religion. I just I'm not that way. I know you're supposed to do that, but I think we live in such a sensitive world that i can tell you the campfire is warm but i'm not going to drag your feet there i can only just influence you to say hey sit by, sit here and get warm you know what i mean it feels good here you know I, you want to be cold go ahead go out there i was cold for a long time you know now i got long johns on you know i'm feeling good feeling good playing that bass guitar too man because you know what happens afterwards i feel great i, I didn't have to sell myself i didn't have to do any social media I didn't have to make any posters. I didn't have to make any uh, flyers. I didn't have to do any press. I didn't have to do anything except learn four songs and play them with all my heart and adoration for living in that spiritual world. You know, like I had said to God beforehand, you know, like, dude, take me here. Use me as your instrument. Make me wild. Make me free. Make me what you want me to be. Right. Most of us don't do that. Most of us do something like for our ego. We do something that we saw on Instagram. We do something for ourselves. One of the great, great things is when someone comes up to me and they say, man, you, you were just, you know, rocking out there. But the, the way they're saying it, they're smiling and they're happy. I made them happy from, from doing that, right? I want to do that more. So if you're somebody who's listening, I'm going to be starting a worship band. Uh, this is going to be a whole new thing. Okay. Like I, I, it's going to involve some people from church. Could be some people from the outside. You know how to get in touch with me. If you're somebody out there who's interested in these things, you know, you're somebody creative out there. You're somebody who's like, oh yeah, I'm spiritual. I'm creative. I want to get down with the B.O.B. 
I want to do stuff like that. Because you know what? The, the crazy thing is when I first started listening to worship music, I cringed. Because I was in a, you know, dark night of the soul. Wasn't really doing well. Wasn't on good meds. Wasn't in therapy. Wasn't hiking in Valley Green on a perfect fall autumn day. Wasn't doing any of this stuff. I was sitting there stagnant, idle, letting the devil just control all my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? And I had given up on myself with the bass guitar, dude. I, I had reached a point where I was just so disgusted with live music and the state of it, the live community, you know, like I, I used to like, there's several podcasts where like, I'm still interviewing bands and I'm so like passive aggressive because it's like, they're still trying to do it. I'm embarrassed by those, by the way. I'm sorry. There's a band called Rubber in particular. I was a dick. Sorry. But I don't feel that way no more. I don't think that way no more. And I have God to thank for that because spirituality is something that, like, you know, I don't want to run from no more. And every day now I'm reading the Bible or doing something for God or for somebody else. I mean, even this morning I left the gym and there was a woman asking for help. I couldn't even hear her because I had my headphones in and I didn't stop. She, she forgot that uh, she couldn't open her trunk and she had her car on still. And you can't open your trunk in those new cars if your car is on because it's like, you know, those magnets or whatever. So she lets me go in her car, you know, I, I trusting me. And, you know, I go in, I stop before I open her trunk, ask her if she needs help. She says, I'm good now. Little things like that felt good. Was God hiding in that woman? Maybe. Was God hiding in the lady that I helped get in the car? You bet, dude. You know, you bet. Because it's like, I influence you, the listener, to try something like that, okay? If, if you've never helped somebody, you never helped no old lady across the street, you never helped somebody with groceries back to their car at Giant, if you've never done anything for anybody else, dude, just try it, okay? And then when they try to, like, you know, say, here's some money, or here's the... Say, no, no thank you. I did that for you, and have a great day. God bless you and be on your way and just sit and watch what happens. Ah, you start to have more of a positive impact on the world. And that's the thing that's happening while playing my bass guitar. I'd given up, didn't want to do EADG no more. And then slowly I'm sitting in this church and listening to the band. I'm thinking, oh, man, I can contribute to this. And then the worship music is all I listen to now, you know? Still listen to some Fuji's and some hip hop here and there, but you know, hey, it's me. It's my vibe. And yeah, the guys in the band, there's this guy named Steve. He's the leader of the band. And I love to make Steve laugh, <laughs> you know, because he, he needs it, you know? Uh, and I love band practice, you know? I love being in a community, being in a church, being in a group, being in a faculty. These are the things that can help you, you know, find your way towards more of a spiritual life and a less physical life. And, uh, you know, feeling pretty good about myself right now. Feeling pretty good about the world. Feeling pretty good about my man, JC. Feeling good about God. Feeling good about the kingdom of heaven, which should be coming pretty soon. Because if it is, get yourself prepared. My name's B.O.B. And this has been another episode of... The Bobcast.